Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am, once again, your host, Joe. And we're here today to talk about episode 606 of Outlander entitled The World Turned Upside Down. And this episode, I'm very excited for this podcast because mm. I would say that this episode was extremely divisive in our household, i.e., I loved it. This kind of takes us back to the beginning. It's it's a bit of a throwback for it sure. Because I loved this episode. Megan was like, I'm so excited for you to watch this episode. It's so good. I watched and it I, twice in one day. <laughs> because I liked, well, liked is a strong word, but because I didn't dislike last episode, I thought we were good. I thought, I'm like, oh, really? More of the good stuff. No, in fact, none of it. None of it. Okay, so this episode was written for television by Tony Graffia, which doesn't surprise me at all because she's usually, I mean, she's one of the originals, one of the OGs, and um, I also, I tend to really like her episodes, the way that she writes them. You were very happy when her name popped up, for sure. Yeah, and um, you just quickly did a Google check on the director. I did. Who was it? Justin, Justin Molotovnik, I believe, it right. was his name. And he's done some Poldark, yeah. some Doctor Who, also uh, something called My Parents Are Aliens. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's good. Okay, well, let's jump into the episode because I am very excited to talk about this episode. So it starts out and it's winter on the ridge. And Roger's just finished doing a sermon. And during the sermon, it's sweet. You see Jamie and Claire, they're holding hands. They're enjoying it. And then at, after the sermon, they're all talking. Claire mentions... Um, that she misses Marsley. And yeah. You, and you said, wait, that's it? Marsley's just gone now? And you, and then you said, we got to see Josiah and Mr. Bug leave at some point, but we don't get a goodbye with Marsley? Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, why not give us a Lauren Lyle goodbye? She deserves it. That was just, and that should have been um, what they call foreshadowing, my friends, because that was the first of a... Let's say an avalanche of disappointment. Not for me. Um, I'm very curious to know what other people thought about this episode because I thought it was so well done. So um, Clara says that she misses Marsley, and um, but then she mentions that uh, Melva has been a very big help to her and that she's been a great apprentice. And I believe it. We've seen them together a number of times. Thick as thieves. Thick as thieves. And then, of course, Mr. and Mrs. McNeil are missing. So they go to her house their house and this is a very upsetting scene like I got welled up watching this scene as they walk into the house and each one of these actresses were all handling it so well that was a chaotic scene it was a it was full of chaos and I was right there with them like Melva went over to the baby and Brianna and Lizzie were looking at the two kids and Claire was focusing on the parents it was I thought it was a great scene. I was like, right there with all them. All I can think of is that it sucks that Roger didn't bring up the fact that they hadn't been around um, like 10 minutes sooner because everyone died within three minutes of them walking in the door. So if they only would have been there maybe even 15 minutes earlier, they could have saved them all. Well, he only noticed that they hadn't come to church. Right. You I, always want to blame Roger for I things. Mean, this is a pattern with you. As soon a, as something goes... It's a pattern goes... with Roger. Thank you. <laughs> uh, where he just neglects to tell people things. 
which is also foreshadowing because that comes up again. Okay. Well, Malvi, Mal, Malvi, <laughs> Melva, Lizzie, Claire, and Brie are running around. Um, Claire keeps swearing because she's getting so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie says, please, please stop swearing, mistress. Like, just stop it. And it, it's, I mean, it's an interesting um, moment of dynamic of power because Lizzie would never, should never speak to Claire that way, right? Lizzie is a servant. But she feels so strongly that Claire screaming like, God damn it, is so inappropriate in this situation. Right, because she thought it was only the kids that could hear and, you know, earmuffs. Yeah. Well, and she thought they were all about to die. Right, so so they shouldn't hear blaspheming before they die. And they, they pretty much did, didn't they? So Lizzie had had it right. I mean, and Malva holding that baby and she was crying and, you know, it was almost comedic when Brianna walked back in and she's like, I got the water. It's like, no, it's too late. Like it's, it's done. Um, It was a dark scene for sure. It was a dark scene. So time has passed. Uh, we have a lot of people have been now hit with this bloody flux, as they're calling right. it. There's a graveyard. Roger's comforting people. So he's really taken the role of minister here. And then Claire passes out. Right. Something to note. Katrina Balfe, they must have they must have filmed all of these episodes so out of order. Because she is not that pregnant in these. I mean, she's probably still like four or five months pregnant, but not, not nearly. Not like last episode. That Wilmington scene with her and Jamie in that hotel room, that had to be the last scene that they like filmed, she, okay? She went into labor like 15 minutes later. Yeah. So she passes out and she's very, very sick. And this is, I think, the start of where your bad attitude towards this episode began. <laughs> because you were immediately annoyed. Because you're like, I know she's not going to die. This yeah. is this is a waste of, like, am I supposed to feel anxious, you were saying? Like, am I, like, there's no tension here. There's no, what did you call it? You were. I can't remember. But this is when I realized, oh, he's, he might not love this episode the way I love this episode. Because the complaints started hard right about now. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for all of the good stuff that, because when we left, when we left Razor's Fridge. Um, they were getting ready to have a revolution. There were things happening. The wheels were turning. Uh, you know, like it was, there was, you know, tally-ho and all that shit. And now we're just like, I'm sorry, it's just, it's dysentery day on the ridge. And, oh no, Claire's sick. It's like, spoiler, she's on the fucking poster. She's not dying. So, like, like, I don't care. So, I guess for me, when the writing is good... I really like watching their lives on the ridge. When the writing is good, my complaints come in, and everyone knows that I have been complaining this season. When it's bad writing, then I don't care what they're showing me. It's not it's not well done. They're focusing on the right wrong things. But in this episode, they were focusing on the right things, like the relationships, the hard times that people went through. I really liked it. But you were saying things like when Jamie picks Claire up to carry her up to her own bed, a very romantic scene, you were suddenly upset about the size of the house. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where the, yeah, I don't know why I I I, I picked that moment to notice. Like, when the hell did they build this mansion? Like, who built this gigantic house? Jamie did. Just Jamie. Just Jamie. King of Carpentry. And by the way, they've had it for two seasons, Joe. Yeah. They've had this house for two seasons. They had this house... When Brianna 
got bucked by the buffalo. To be honest, I miss that buffalo. Like, give, give me the buffalo. At least, as dumb as that scene was, at least it was something. Give me right. the buffalo. Where's well, that buffalo? Did it die? This was what it was, was like. Stunt buffalo? Watching this episode with you because Jamie picks Claire up and he's carrying her up the stairs. And I'm like, isn't this so romantic? And you're like, who built this house? Did Jamie build it? It's too big for one guy to build. What's with the stairwell? It's really big. Like, it's you ridiculous. were disassociating from the moment. I was not in the moment for sure. Then Malva is caring for Claire. And there's a scene with Melva and Jamie by the fire in the night. And she brings him some tea and they talk about snakes. What did you think of the scene? Because you asked, what's she up to? Well, I could tell Melva was into something. There was something going on. Like, because she's a snaky looking little witch. So, but I didn't, I would never have guessed what was, what was coming. I thought, because now we're in part of this book portion that I haven't read. So when she handed him the tea, I was like, she's poisoning him. Right. But that would have almost made more sense than what happened. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Then Claire has a crazy dream and it is very similar to the visuals in the episode of Faith, which Tony Graffia also wrote. Um, and then she kind of opens her eyes and in her feverish haze, she sees Jamie and Melva in her room. Yeah, we can see blurry Jamie looking out the window. Maybe he's got some booze. Hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so time passes and then Claire wakes up and Roger's with her. And I really like the fact that, you know, a lot of time has passed and I really like that people have taken turns looking out for her, right? Like they've done shifts and you right. can tell because Roger looks like he's half awake, half asleep as he's sitting there. Good guy, like, Roger. He's been there for a while. Well, I think he's just doing his shift, but... You know that Mrs. Bug and Malva had a shift. We know they were there for sure. Um, we know Lizzie was there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Jamie took um, a few minutes every day to sit by his beloved's bed. So I did really like that. Her hair is cut and she looks so horrible. It's like, not a good look. Good makeup. Yeah, she looks haggard for sure. Brie fixes it. Or at least she evens it out. I think I'm skipping the part where Brianna comes and gives her a hug and tells her that she's pregnant. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I've read the Outlander fandom are upset that there was no interaction between Brianna and Jamie where she tells him that she's pregnant. Did I mean, you did you notice that? No, I, I assume. Also, it's like, if that's what you're upset about, what, what, what are you watching? Well, <laughs> This is a fantastic episode. So some people, though, are going to have complaints. And some of the complaints... She's talking about me. Some of the complaints... Well, it's it's sort of an overarching theme, I think, is that, you know, there's a lot of interaction between Brianna and Jamie that's in the books that is missed in the show. And so I think there's, like, a sensitivity there. So the fact that it was really nice, this big moment where Brianna explains to Claire, like, I'm pregnant wonderful but jamie didn't get that same moment obviously you did not miss the absence of that and that's no, okay i didn't even notice its absence let alone missed it so brie evens her hair out jamie asks if she's gonna wear a cap now that her hair is so short he does say he still loves her and you started getting upset you were like it's just hair yeah like i don't understand why everyone from here on in treated claire like she now looked like a bridge troll yeah. because of her short hair 
like every person she encounters is like, whoa, you, you hideous. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just hair. Yeah. Well, and when the point where he was like, well, I still love you or something. And you were like, like what? It's just hair. What the heck? I, I would hope. Yeah. Like, come on. Then Jamie tells her all the people who have died. He lists the people. Yeah. And, and, but Roger had already told her that she was one of the last to succumb. So that's the good news. The right. bloody flux is over. But when Jamie lists all the people who died, you were very disappointed because you were like, oh, we couldn't have gotten rid of one of the Beardsley twins. Exactly. Like, this is a perfect <laughs> time to just axe one from the show. And then and just like, let then, that one actor. Yeah, and you don't have to do the stupid split screen stuff anymore. <laughs> Which they haven't been doing anyways. That's right. Claire tells opportunity. Yeah. So Claire tells um, Jamie about the dreams that she had when she lost Faith. And I will say, and this is why I love Tony Graffia's writing, there was a lot of throwbacks in this episode for the Outlander fans, which makes sense because Tony Graffia has written many of the episodes. Right. So um, she makes reference to the dreams that she had when she loses faith. And then she goes to visit Tom Christie. And I find him likable in this scene. Yeah. He, Almost he is... endearing. He's an interesting character that they've dropped like a hot potato. I feel like um, for the first part of this season, which there was nothing, the only thing they really did do was try and give us depth um, for Tom Christie. And then they just, they dropped it. Like, like he's kind of now just Mr. Bug. Like he had a scene and it he's not, like he's a good actor. I like that guy. He had but, a bunch of scenes in this episode. Well, yeah, but I, I feel mean, like, like you were like blacked out angry, uh, so you just couldn't even. So disappointed. You're like un. You're an unreliable narrative. I was as narrator. mad as uh, as he was when Claire asked him to poop in a cup. Yeah, the yeah. whole throughout the throughout he, this episode. That's right. Yeah. He was not impressed with that poop cup request for sure. So, and here's what I just want to say: I find him likable. But I should not. And I don't know if it's just that he and Katrina Balf have such excellent chemistry. I find him endearing. Like when she's standing there and he's like, what the devil happened to you? Yeah, this he's is like, when... cover, cover your hideous troll head. And you're, this is when you were still annoyed and you're like, everyone is treating her like she's lost a limb. But yeah. they sit down, they talk about their illnesses and she asks him for fecal matter which, as you mentioned, he is horrified by. And he says that he'll get her home and he offers his arm. Mm -hmm. It's endearing. He's like, but then he says, don your hat before we go. <laughs> A hat on that hideous mug. Also, I find it interesting that they, there's this whole, well, not a whole subplot, but there's a subplot about how Tom and Claire had a different thing mm -hmm. as though poisoned as though poisoned by Malva and but then they then they just dropped that too well I'm thinking that we're gonna get more about what happened and here's what I'm gonna tell you guys what do you get me no everybody okay <laughs> all three of our fans that's right and you that's right I really really sympathize with Malva Mm -hmm. I really sympathize with her and I don't blame her at all for poisoning Tom Christie. I don't blame her one bit. I guess I don't quite understand why she'd poison Claire except that I her plan. Like I wonder 
if she was going to try, if, if she thought maybe there was a shot at having sex with Jamie. Like, let's make this as legit as possible. Yeah, I don't... And, like, why Jamie, though? Like, there's a we're, lot we're, of... We're jumping ahead okay. here. We're jumping ahead. All right. So, you knew, though, you knew that Claire had figured out that she and Tom Christie were probably poisoned. Well, I mean, it was never spoken, but it makes sense. And I'm assuming you suspected who the... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I had... Culprit I had would be? Idea. Okay. So she arrives home. Jamie points out that she's so thin, her rings are almost falling off. And he says, I promised you these would never leave your hands again. That's a little nod to season four. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to sleep and he's sleeping on the floor beside her. It reminds her of an episode in season one where he slept outside her door. Mm -hmm. See, this is why this is a good episode. You have yeah. to love. It's, so this is what <laughs> is called fan service. This is fan service. Right. Which In order doesn't... to be serviced, you must first be a fan. Well, so... the fan servicing doesn't always work for me. But when Tony Graffia does it, mm -hmm. it works for me. Not for you. No. Then we have Claire's voiceover. And how nice was that? A little inconsistent and random, mm -hmm. but like, it's nice to have Claire's voiceover again, right? That's something that we've lacked for a long time. It, it helps. It helps carry the story for sure. Yeah. I can hear your lack of enthusiasm in your voice. I know where we're going. So Claire's voiceover says, death's dark shadow has finally passed. Mm -hmm. Winter turns to sleep. So Roger and Jamie are about to leave because like time has passed. Claire's right. hair isn't quite grown out yet, but it's starting to look a little bit better. Less trollish. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they're going to Philadelphia for something to do with the revolution, Sons of Liberty meeting. Right. And you were like, just put me on that horse and buggy. Let's Take go. Take me with you. Yeah. Like, why are we staying on the fridge? Like, it makes no sense. Like, let's go where the action is. Well, and I really liked how Claire said to Roger, you're going to love this as a historian. Yeah. And he is excited. He seemed pretty jacked. Yeah. But then there's a pause because the Christies arrive. Right. And also... Suddenly, young Ian is sitting on the steps. Like, where has he been? But whatever. Don't he's know. sitting on... I found that jolting, and you did right. too, because you brought it up when you were watching it. And they all... Well, Christy, Tom Christie says he wants to just talk to Jamie alone. And Jamie, as he typically does, says anything you have to say to me can be said in front of my wife. Right. Which makes him a very 21st century oh, man. Such a good guy. Yeah. They all walk in. Hell of a house builder. Okay. They all walk in and Ian looks concerned for Melva as they walk in. Right. Now, this is a big scene. This is a big scene and you need really good actors in this scene to pull it off. Yeah. The Little Witch is a good actress for sure. She's incredible because yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but when she first walks in and looks at Claire, she starts crying. And I think she's crying because... She's, I think she feels bad about what she's doing to Claire. I don't. I think she's a psychopath, as it turns out. She's not a psychopath. No, she's... she's she needs to survive. She has been living in this house, and this is not a popular opinion, right? I think that everyone... I mean, I think people are supposed to not like Malva. But I can't... I loved Malva up until this episode where they assassinated her character. In all ways. In all ways. <laughs> That's right. It, I think 
I think maybe, and I don't even know if Diana Gabaldon explored this, but this is a girl who has been physically, emotionally, psychologically abused. She's had trauma her whole life. She's basically been told that she's worthless. Mm-hmm. She's trying to survive, Joe. Yeah. She's not a psychopath. She's trying to survive. Okay. So she accuses Jamie and his reaction is really funny, hey? Kinda. He's just, yeah, he's... Like, he's like, okay. Well, he's blindsided he's completely. He's so blindsided because he's like, well, let's hear it. Don't worry. There won't be any, there won't be any consequences or violence. Like, let's just, right. let's get it out. Like, just, you, you're in a safe place. So you, let's hear who it is. Like, let's just, he's like trying to make mm-hmm. it a really welcoming, open, right. conversational environment. And then I can't remember what she says, but he suddenly realizes what's happening. And he's like, what? He's like, you're the baby daddy, Jay Frey. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it just, the whole episode just turns into a hand grenade of stupid after this. Well, you got very defensive of Jay Frey. You I mean, the whole thing is really just, bad for Jay Frey. This is how you said, um, uh, this was a throwback because Tony Graffier wrote, it's like, this is a throwback to old Outlander. It's like, this is a throwback to old Outlander in the sense that up till now, the writing has been boring, but this is a throwback to dumb. Like, this is classic, just dumbass, terrible, terrible writing. Dumbass writing from here on in. It's like they opened a whole can of dumbass. You need to explain where your anger and disappointment is coming from. I'll get to it. I'll I'll get to it as we're going. Because uh, I don't want to jump ahead. Okay. So did you enjoy when Alan Christie kept trying to attack Jamie? I mean, it was kind of funny because, yeah, like at the end where Jamie's like, I would like to cut your head off. Please try again. Or fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like, y- you know, it's like, yeah. like Jamie was being very patient um, considering the Christies were coming at him and his wife basically abandoned him. You really felt that hey like, i mean in her defense the... melba was like and then he wanted me and he pushed me up against the wall and his wanting he couldn't st- and like i think claire was just like you know what i've got this horrible haircut and i just i can't listen to this but i did feel awful for claire when she slapped melba because i'm like why is everyone abusing this girl you felt awful for claire awful from melba. melba well she's being a lying cuckoo bird like it's it's not like uh, and then claire leaves i think she's just overwhelmed it's a lot of information i think that she feels honestly more betrayal from malva than jamie because i don't think claire thinks jamie did it spectacular if that's the case it is a like spectacularly selfish move to just abandon your husband you were really upset you were very triggered by the fact like, that Claire left him because it all, looks bad. It all, looks bad. It looks awful. All the stuff that they've gone through, wars and all, you know, blackjack and like all the peaks and valleys and the nooks and crannies and <laughs> they've explored and and all the you know all that kind of stuff for Claire to be shook by this like little witch's bonkers accusation. <laughs> is is so like amazingly out of character that it is shocking that they would insult us with this storyline that she would just abandon jamie like that especially when he stood by her with that haircut uh but like here's what i'll say 
Malva seemed pretty believable. I mean, that's a good actress. She is a good actress playing a good actress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And that's why I say that she is a psychopath, because this is obviously a very or meant to be, I assume, a very like premeditated, thought out plan, mm-hmm. um, a awful plan, but um, very premeditated. Yeah. Now, I will say the first time I watched this after Claire ran away and Malva starts saying to Jamie, like, well, I know you're I know all your scars. Yeah. How does she know all the scars? OK, so I didn't realize that the first time because I well, at first I'm like, OK, well, everyone can know. Like if he gets hot, was maybe it he takes Claire's, his shirt off. Claire's book? Is that what she was looking through? Like No, but then it? when she's like, you have a great ugly one high on your leg on the inside. I was yeah. like, what's going on? Like, how does she know that? But then in the recap, they show her watching. That's why she was watching Jamie and oh. Claire have sex. But then I was like, what kind of position was he in? I mean, who knows what sort <laughs> of trappy <laughs> sex they were having in that barn. Like, who knows, pitchforks and all kinds of stuff going on there. I was like, like, how could she have seen that? Like, even know. if you watch There's headstands, there's all kinds, of, all kinds of shit going on in the fridge. It's crazy. It's like Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> okay. So, Jamie follows Claire to this. She's in the stables. And they have a heart-to-heart. And she says, she has a great speech. I really liked what she said, which is, I don't belong here. Right. Roger and Brianna don't belong here. Jemmy shouldn't be here. But we're all here because I loved you so much that I came back from a very comfortable time period to be with you. And I believed that you felt the same way about me. Yeah. Doubling down on her abandonment <laughs> of her husband. Um, and you said, unappreciative. this is a quote. Oh, fuck. Drop them all, Jay Frey. That's right. Get out of there. Like, if that's how, <laughs> like, of all all the stuff that Jay Frey has gone through, if, like, he gets turned on that quickly, not turned on, turned on that quickly, it's like, like, Claire was living with Frank, with the Frank, Frank the Tank for, like, years, and Jay Frey's <laughs> just like, that's cool, I love you forever. Uh, Claire's, like, one little psycho is like, he got me pregnant. And then like, and all of a sudden she's like, like, we don't belong here, you fucker. And it's like, 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 what the hell? Like, like, Jesus Christ. Come on. Like, it's so terrible. And out of care, it was just like angering. It's like, why are you insulting us with this terrible storyline? That's you know what? so implausible. It is. When you talk about it, you have some really is good it, Is it weird how when I say it out loud, it sounds truthful? And then the Malva thing is is also dumb because why? It makes no sense why. Why would she try and frame Jay Frey? Like, she had such a good thing going with Claire. She'd obviously been learning under Claire for months. For months and months and months. She could have accused any guy. Right, it's like she could have... Like, if she got herself knocked up, which obviously she did, why go after Jamie? Like, I mean, maybe it was her plan and that's where the psychopath thing comes in. Like, maybe she's just a little bonkers. And originally her plan was to kill Claire with her poison. This is all just a guess. I'm hoping that they find Malva's secret psycho diary somewhere so they can tell us what her actual motivations were. 
Uh, but like, oh, I wonder, was she trying to kill kill Claire, Claire and so that Tom she, Christie, and so that she could get in with Jamie? Maybe that's not a bad plan. I mean, hey, how about a little exposition? Uh, you like you, you know something like that? Uh, but, but why? Like, it makes no sense to just like it's quite a ballsy maneuver. Because if I was in Jamie's position and I actually had the supportive wife that you think I would have in that situation, considering their history, like. They should have taken the Christies, um, wrapped them in a sack, and shot them with a trebuchet into the ocean. Like, just get them off their land. I mean, you had a lot of problems. You had a problem with Claire doubting him at all. After all they've been through, you kept saying. (laughs) Um, And then you were annoyed right away. The accusation, like, you found a way to blame Roger. You were like... Oh my this God, is, Roger, you like, it was hard for me to enjoy it the second time because you were like, you know, whose fault this is It's, it's Roger's, Roger's fault. fault. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you were upset because you're like, Roger should have told everybody that he saw Malva having sex with someone in a church. And then she tried to blackmail him. Yeah. That, yeah. You kept saying he should have told everyone. She if tried he would to have just, yeah, come clean then instead of trying to cover his own ass. Yeah, that came pretty naturally to her. That was a little bit of... Yeah, none of this like, shit this would have happened. Because everyone of. would have been like, oh, yeah, you're a dirty liar oh, yeah. that screws people in churches. Like You've done this before. You've yeah, tried to blackmail like, people Thanks, before. Roger. You dropped the ball yet again. It's like, who else is going to screw him over in his family? Oh, wait, there's one more. Okay, well, then, so Claire and Jamie reconnect. They... Right. She realizes she's being crazy. But then she says, I knew you would never have turned your back on a child of your own blood. And I'm like, this, that part, that's the only part that didn't ring true to me. I'm really? like, that was the part that didn't ring true well, to I her? I mean, when I hear it's like you the talking part where about where Mal was like, he had sex with me. Oh, and then he raped me 12 times. It's like, really? Don't you think Claire would kind of know that after all this time, she wasn't living with an no, adulterous she said slash it wasn't... quad rapist? <laughs> no, like, no, 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 quad. What would 12 be? Dozen rapist? A no, dozenist? No. Like, I don't even know what that is. No, like, no. Like, Joe, it's so... She didn't say he raped her. She said, like, 12 times. Yeah, she said they were in a relationship. That no, he was into her. The, no, I'm pretty sure there was some implied... Some implications of rape there. Okay. Well, it didn't make sense when she said you would never have turned your back on a child of your own blood because he 100% did that with William. Exactly. Also dumb. So... And I really liked at the end, they're kind of like, you know, head to head. Also, don't come out as loinies for that, because let me tell you something. There's no reason why that kid can't be living on the fridge now. It's like, I understand why he went with Lord John Gray before, but William could be like, he could be there. So. Well, maybe he will be. Maybe he will be. Maybe. 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 Ugh. Maybe he's the one that got Melva pregnant. Wouldn't that be a twist? Okay. (laughs) You're like stream of consciousness right now. Then I really liked at the end. So they're head to head and Jamie says, all of the Ridge will know what happened because Miss, they know that Mrs. Bug was standing right outside, right outside the living room. Also no loyalty. Thanks, Bugs. I know. Like, come on. And Claire said, no one will believe it. And there's a pause and Jamie said, they'll all believe it, Claire. Oh, and yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. That he knows. They'll all believe it, Claire. Like, why is he so certain that everyone's going to believe it? Right. But then in a surprise turn of events, he still fucks off and goes to Philadelphia. Instead of staying, like, you should probably, 
It's like, oh, this whole house is on fire. I'm going to go away now. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you just be like, there's I stuff think happening. This is he a has to go. Time. He has to go. I mean, Plus, he wanted to be a delegate. There's yeah, but there's stuff happening at home. Okay. That probably needs to be handled. So Brianna and Roger go for a walk, and she's thrown off because of Sandy. And right, Bree doesn't trust. She's like, I thought because Frank had an had a mistress or an affair that now she's not trusting Jay Frey. It's like nobody trusts Jay Frey in this episode. Are you serious? I can't believe I'm going to bat for the King of Men. For fuck's sake. That's what shows you what is wrong with this episode. If I am going to bat for Jamie Fraser, then then all hell is broken loose. The well, inmates are running the damn assignment. <laughs> so Roger says, it's a totally different situation. Jamie is an honorable man and he loves your mother deeply. And she's like, so did Frank. Exactly. It's like, come so, on. And then again, you, so you were angry at Brianna then. I'm so angry then, at all of them. So then you were angry at Claire, at Ro- Roger first, I think. Roger Always the Roger. most. And then Claire. Yeah. And then now Brianna. Well, there's one you more. Got, I know. Claire goes to talk to Malva, which I appreciated. She goes to Malva's house. Mm-hmm. And that's when she starts saying all the things I think that you wanted her to say right at the beginning. Claire said like, I am here so you can talk to me. Like, why don't you tell me the problem that you're in? Like, I know it's not Jamie. And Melba's like, yes, it is. And Claire just rolls her eyes and she's like, you have no idea what we've been through. Like, this isn't even going to be, this isn't even going to be a bump. Like, it's, I am 100% certain. Like, whatever your plan is, it's not going to work. But I am here and we have a relationship. So Never mind that I abandoned my husband in the moment. I've come around. I think she was in shock. Claire. And Malva comes up to Claire and you can tell she's about to say something. She's like, it can't be all right. It can't be all right. And she starts crying. Also, you missed the part where she's like, Tom Christie and my brother made me stand up in the middle of Roger's sermon and announce that I was a whore. Roger tried to prevent it, but they did it anyways. Like, this girl is so mistreated. So she starts going up to Claire and she's like crying and she's like, it won't be all right. It won't be all right. And she's basically like walking towards Claire and she's not walking towards Claire to be like, like she was about to confess something, right? Seemed that way. And then Alan Christie comes out and immediately he's like, you're a witch. And Malva's like, you are an evil witch. Like she just, she turns on Claire because she has to, she's has to in order to survive. Again, it's like, why are these people living on like Claire and Jamie own this land? Like if I own that land and you're coming at me and you're like, well, you're a witch. You know what happens to witches. You know what happens to witches? They kick your ass off the land. Get the fuck off oh, my Oh, yeah, because he, Alan Christie kind of threatened Claire. Exactly. Right? It's like, yeah. what the hell? Like, you would be... Well, and Claire says, stay away from me. And she just... And she looks at Malva and it's like, all forgiven. Like, yeah. you're not forgiven. You're not like... You had a chance. I came back to give you a yeah. chance. But it's it, over. Yeah, like the way she looks at Malva is just like, mm-hmm. stay away from me. And that's when you're like, why would they let these people continue to live here? so dumb ian is then getting into a fight with the guy that we saw sleeping with malva something henderson claire is gardening she looks up and sees lionel brown you muttered not this shit again and i realized that you were in a real dark place with this episode (laughs) you were so grumpy and uh then it's actually ian that comes up to her and he says it could be mine it was only once 
but it could be mine. And you started yelling about like, young Ian, it's fucked over Jay Frey too. <laughs> Again, information that may have been useful on the day of the accusation. It's like, why well, is... Well, because Ian was right on the steps. He was right there. He was right there. And it's like, why? Like, who did Rolo screw him over in a, in a cut scene as well? Like, who was left to to screw over Jay Frey in this episode? It's like, everyone in his air quotes family boned him hard like it's don't like don't say boned him hard joe use another expression fucked him over i was trying not to curse sorry loinies um but yeah like it's it's just like okay I can't so believe, you were pretty focused well and all like spectacularly out of character like there's no way young ian wouldn't have gone to bat immediately for uncle jamie you know there's no way that claire would have abandoned him dropped him like a hot potato i mean like i mean good guy roger screwing up well that's not that happens but you know like it's but in this scene in this scene she said she makes reference to the fact that roger told her that he saw her with that henderson kid so it that that happens i think you needed like a big moment where roger bursts in and he's like i saw this and she blackmails me would have been nice but when he says this you were like, Roger could have gotten him out of this. Ian could have gotten him out of this. Claire ran away in the middle. Like, you were really having a hard time moving past the betrayal. I mean, not because of what happened in the show. Although, it, you know, you gotta feel bad for Jafer. But because, like I said, it's so, it's such crap writing that, that they would take all these characters and have them do things that were completely out of character. It's it's just, it made no sense. It was nonsensical, the whole damn episode. Yeah. Brianna didn't have one scene with Jamie, hey? No. Um. Anyways, I do want to say, though, that when Ian, young Ian said, it was only once when he talks about having sex with Malva, I'm like, why didn't we get to see it? Like, that's all I've wanted. Yeah, you wanted this. that bad. All I've wanted from this season was a sex scene between Malva and Young Ian. And I'm going to get another one. I know. Meanwhile, time is passing. And all, everyone on Fraser's Ridge is scorning Claire. She's a, essentially a pariah. Mm-hmm. Two months later, we get a timestamp that says two months have passed. And you were surprised about this, but you were happy about the hair. The hair is making a comeback. Yeah. Jamie and Roger come home and... I like Jamie's like, did I miss anything? I know. Yeah, you did. Jamie wants to be free. He wants to be free people under God and the government of Congress. Great. But he wasn't chosen as one of the delegates because of the rumors. Yeah. There was a nice juxtaposition between the scenes where Roger's talking to Brianna about how excited he is about all the different drinks and Jamie is scorning the ridiculous, like, brandies and the sweet wines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, at that point, I was so upset about all the turds that... You were so grumpy? Yeah. Okay. Roger and Bree sit and talk, and I said, where's Jemmy? Like, that kid is never, never in that. scenes with them. And you replied, fucking over Jamie somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. And then it shows that no one is coming to Claire's doctor's office. And is there anything worse for Claire than people not needing her? Running out of ether, probably. Lionel Brown is still haunting her. Yeah. 
She opens the door and she sees Malva walking towards her. Yeah. And she closes the door and then she takes a bunch of ether. Again, why would you do that? Like... With Malva pounding on the door. A little psychopath is coming at you and your house. So you think this is a good time to go into a, like, a death-like helpless sleep? She's just trying to escape. Right. But it did seem odd that even knowing Malva was pounding on the door and you could hear Malva like, Mistress? Mistress? In retrospect, does anyone... Like, am I the only one that feels sympathy for Malva? Yes. Someone was obviously chasing her. And she came to Claire to be like, I think someone wants to kill me. Yeah. It was Tony Graffia. And then she has a dream sequence. Claire has this violent dream sequence. What did you think of this when Malva was like, you might have been beautiful once, but you're old and you're gray and you're veiny and that's why he turned to me. She delivers these lines. No, the actress... uh, rest in peace uh was great and will be will be missed greatly i mean you know it's supposed to obviously show claire's uh subconscious uh self-conscious and you know subconscious self-conscious subconscious, yeah. self-conscious <laughs> a lot of selves and subs in there but uh yeah and but then, then she, she also has that violent dream where she puts something up to melva's neck and says I'm, I'm gonna fucking kill you yeah and then wakes up and goes to the garden, and you were like, is she going to get bit by a snake? Because that's what I'm like, did Malva, like, because the the uh, dream sequence that mm-hmm. she had when she was sick, there was like a snake and a heart and some clouds. Uh, it turns out the snake was Malva. Uh, but I'm like, is, is it like, are they going to be that, like, ham-fisted and actually have Malva fill the garden full of snakes so oh. the Claire gets bitten by a snake? Seems like a Malva thing to do um instead claire looks over and there's blood and she finds malva and her throat is slit i felt heartbroken also bizarre throat is slit did claire kill her in her ether state no but i think i'm like are you supposed to wonder if she did i don't know like i thought it was weird that she had her throat slit that's a that's a bizarre way to kill someone like not that i have experience but it seems like a bizarre way to kill someone in the middle of a farm garden. Like that's that's sort of like a, you know, if movies have taught me anything, that's how you sneak up behind someone in a, in a dark room and and you slit their throat. It's like, like that's not easy to do to sneak up behind someone in the middle of a yard garden and slit their throat. Like you think there's easier. I don't know. Like it just it made no sense to me. Um, but at that point. What had? So I guess it's just like... I was upset when I saw it. It would have made more sense for her to have fallen from an airplane to her death. No. And then Claire tries to save the baby. She does, yeah. And Katrina Balfe is so amazing in this scene. I was crying. Yeah. And you were like, I'm done. I am done with this. It's like that was the last thing I needed to see at the end of this episode. Was was Claire cutting a dead baby out of Malva's stomach and trying to give it mouth to mouth. It's like that was the last club in the mouth. You can't, you, I mean, nobody likes dead baby stuff, but like you really have. No, exactly. I had zero tolerance. tolerance for it. I was, I was like deeply offended. Okay, so we're not going to do what would you give it out of 100, but <laughs> yeah. I will say, I'm not going to ask you what you would give it because I've heard enough of your negativity, but I would give it 90. Oh my God. 
Nine out of 50,000? No. This was my favorite episode of the season. This was the only episode of season six that I watched, and then I wanted to watch again with you that day. I was like, let's watch it tonight. I yeah, didn't even want to wait. You were excited, yeah. Um, what would you say was the best scene? Oh, my God. How can you ask me that question? The best scene was... Oh when it the rolled the credits oh stop it i don't know You're like such a it was a terrible negative it was just, nelly about this episode it was very bad. really you don't have one not that i can think scene? of to be honest for real okay well i you can't think of one good no, scene i can't think of one not scene, one this scene that you thought was well done that's correct you you're you're lying I told you when I watched it that this was the worst episode of Outlander that I've ever watched. And that I was, I, she's not joking when I said I'm done. I actually was like, I think I might be done. I think this might be, this that might be That was part of your sensitivity because of the dead baby. Maybe, again, but, really I, but it's upsetting. like, but like, this is like, I don't know. It was over the top. For okay. Me. All right. So my best scene, I had a bunch of them, but. It's not like I enjoyed like the scene, that first scene where they go into that family's house, but I thought it was so well done. I thought that final scene with Katrina Balfe and finding dead Malva was so done. Any scene with the girl that plays Malva, I think her name's Jessica Reynolds, but she is like any scene with her I thought was great. What would you say is the worst scene? I, th um, I think, uh, I mean, probably the accusation scene because it was just the beginning of a nightmare. Well, I said to you after, I'm like, I, I thought you would have reacted more when you saw dead Malva. I thought you were going to be like upset or stunned. And what did I say? When you saw dead Malva and you said they killed her as soon as she, they killed her character off as soon as she accused Jay Frey. Exactly. As soon as she accused Jay Frey of raping her or impregnating her or whatever, you knew she, was... she was dead. She was, for all intents and purposes, she was dead. Even if her character didn't die, her character on the show was dead. So it's like, the fact that they killed her at the end of the episode, whatever. She was already dead. I just thought of another best scene. I really like the scene between Claire and Tom Christie when she goes and asks him for fecal matter and i think you like that scene yeah too. you know what uh, i guess i'll pick that one the poop jar scene was probably the the best because he's so condescending and like scolding her like how dare you how could you and she's like she's just like insulting her hair yeah and she's just she's like a terrible hat rolling her eyes and like grabbing her glass back and putting it back in her pocket like sulkily like yeah and she's like, it's for medical purposes. But she realizes, like, she's feeling weak. She probably shouldn't have made the trip. Now he's, like, scolding her. It was a funny scene. Okay, I don't know what the worst scene was for me. Probably the final scene with dead Malva, because I was pretty sad about it. Who's the MVP? I mean, is there a doubt? It's Malva. Yeah. Yeah. It's Malva. She was, uh, this was, I mean what you know this actress got some great resume tape material like she had some some really interesting scenes to act mm -hmm. uh and she 
acted the shit out of him. She did great. Uh, I I can't wait to see her in whatever she does next that's way better than this. Okay. Okay. Well, I okay. So we're we we agree then that Malva is the MVP, and that's the episode. So that was a fun one to do. (laughs) Not a fun one to watch with you. No. But very interesting how extreme our reactions were to this episode. Yeah. And I want to know, like, tell me, Joe's just crazy here, right? Like, this was a good episode. <laughs> I think I think most Outlander fans are going to like this episode. I mean, honestly, I hope they did. Yeah. This is not for me. It never has been. And I've never pretended that it should be. So I really hope someone is getting joy uh, from this. Well, I did. And you know what? The good news is, Joe, we mm. still have two episodes left of season six. Two. We'll see. Two. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'll give you one. What? No, you will give, <laughs> you'll give me two more of this season and all of next season. There is a rumor, by the way, a uh, rumor that says that season seven that they're shooting right now will be the final season. And I was going to bring up the ratings for this season are been? not good. Shocker. They are not good. Why, I wonder. Um, I'll just pull it up here. So in season one, the overall, the average rating and these numbers, what do they mean? The average rating was 1.04. Season two was 1.09. Season three, 1.51. Season four, 1.07. Season five, 0.81. Mm, and these million then, viewers? Is that what this is? And then uh, like the last few episodes of this season, 0.48, That's bad. Yeah. Which is maybe why they're only going to get one more season. Yeah. Finish it up. Get out the door. Yeah. Katrina Balfe wants to make movies. Sam Hewen has to want to do something. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. Okay. Stick a fork in it. Well. Much like this episode, (laughs) it's done. Of Lloyd Lender. Yeah, that's That's true. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a good night.